You're listening to the Hearts Unleashed podcast, where we firmly believe that love is the answer and we are spreading it like wildfire. You're invited to come spend time with us in authentic connection, growth, reflection, and celebration. Life coach, author, and speaker, Abigail Gazda, will be sharing amazing humans living their hearts unleashed to inspire you to do the same. You will hear from men, women, and young people from all industries sharing their insights and inspiration as they have paved their way to their fullest lives. Here at the Hearts Unleashed podcast, we are turning dreamers into doers. So if you are ready to open your heart and take inspired action on your dreams, you are in the perfect place with wonderful people. Here's your host, dreamer, educator, and adventurer, Abigail Gazda. All right, you are listening to the Hearts Unleashed podcast where we are turning dreamers into doers. And I have a beautiful heart here to share with you. Z Najarian, she is an entrepreneur and online educator teaching multi-passionate creatives how to take their passions online so that they have more time for what they want to do most in life, especially really spending time on the things that they love. Z has spent her own time the past 15 years trying to get over the there has to be more to life feeling after having different jobs and countless side gigs and serving on different nonprofit boards, getting multiple degrees. She now uses her experience and expertise to help others build a life that they love. And you guys, this is exactly why she's perfect to speak with us today. I love the Hearts Unleashed podcast because we are turning dreamers into doers. We're turning everybody who's doing multiple things, trying to figure out and find their way and really live their fullest life from their heart. And so Z has really done that and made a life out of it. So welcome, Z. Thanks for being with us today. Thank you so much, Abigail. I'm so excited to be here. I'm really excited to share my heart with you. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about yourself. How you, I, I want to dive right in and know about yeah. your more, there's more to life feeling because I think we all have some flavor of it and I'd love to hear about yours. Yeah. So most of my life, I was always like trying to figure out, okay, what am I going to do? I feel like there needs to be a bigger point to life. And throughout high school, I felt like it was easier for everyone else to figure out what their major is going to be and what they're going to do. But I struggled a lot. I was a good student, but I had no idea what I was going to do. It felt like it has to be a life sentence. So I need to make a decision that's going to last me my whole life. So it was so hard for me to get a major. Um, and people just kept telling me, well, you're good at this or do computer science because that's the future of the world. It's all technology. Do this and that. And I just couldn't decide. I was like, I need to first figure out what the point to life is. So then I can figure out what I want to do. So I kind of had to make that decision, right? Because society tells you, you need to pick a major and you need to move on. So I took the advice that many people gave me going to computer science. I started off with that. I did that for like three years, almost was really close to getting my degree. Then I have this feeling where, you know, like that gut feeling, I'm like, I, this isn't for me. Then I switched over. I'm like, okay, probably something artsy then. I'm very like creative. I'm going to do interior design. So I actually switched courses. Of course, that takes a long time to switch gears, start all the classes over again. Then I got my degree in interior design. But while I was getting my degree there, I was working in the payroll field, doing accounting, doing some admin. So all throughout the time, that's what I was doing. So then I'm like, okay, I guess maybe since I've, I have all this experience, I'll just go into payroll. 
then that led into me getting my master's in accounting because that made sense. So I've done so many different things trying to figure out what is it really that I want to do. And I was putting my like, I guess my worth kind of on a degree, on a career, not realizing that really what the point in life is to just, no matter what your career is, you have this thing in you that's your superpower, that's like your gift. And you can use that in anything that you do. Your career doesn't define you. And so I went on this whole journey of trying to actually figure out what is it that I want to do? And then once I figured, really figured out my superpower, which for me, it's seeing other people's superpower. And then I was able to use that in all of the jobs I've had. So I've coached people while I was doing other things, accounting, payroll, no matter what I was doing, I was able to coach those people, the people that I was managing. I moved my way up to executive level and I always use my superpower, that gift that I have to help people figure it out because they were in the same shoes. They're like, I have this job, but I feel like there's more to my life. So that's kind of how my journey um, evolved. And I came across um, the online entrepreneurship idea about uh, four years ago, and I haven't looked back since. It's like the freedom that I was looking for because I was also craving freedom. I was like, I can't be working for someone all the time just because my nature is I want to decide what I want to do. For some people, it works to be an employee, and that's great. But to me, that's also another reason why I couldn't figure out what job I wanted to do, because I didn't want to be like bound to um, a nine-to-five, someone telling me when I have to show up or I have to show up. My One of my biggest values is freedom. So it just, I went on this crazy personal development journey, and then that kind of just led me to where I am now. Oh, so beautiful and so relatable on like every level. And I was, I was like furiously taking some notes there because I just have questions and, you know, um, there's like, it just sounds like so many of our stories and not to invalidate your journey at all, but it's so relatable. And it's like, me too, me too on that, me too on that. Like, oh, so we're going to jump in on that. But there's the, I want to talk about the going very back to the beginning, you were talking about picking a major and it being this life sentence. Because um, while I thought I knew I wanted to be a teacher, uh, it certainly was this like life sentence, but it was a lifelong commitment, right? Like you choose the degree and that's what's going to take you. Because that's what we've seen. That's what we've seen from our parents' generation. That's what they have seen. And so that's been passed down. However, this generation is certainly breaking that mold, breaking that, you know, belief system down. And so I really love that no matter how much you're, that any insecurity or any lack of awareness has told you to get the job, get the safe thing, get the degree, you know, all of that, you have still honored that call because you said something like, I don't belong in one job or working for someone and being told what to do. And I feel like everybody has that within them as far as our souls are not containable, right? Like they fit in this body, but they don't necessarily fit in a role 
or a title or a position. And so I just really see you as leader and guide in what you were sharing about like, this isn't working for me, but I love supporting others. And you mentioned your superpower in seeing other people's superpower. I love that. And what is your superpower being able to lead and guide and really, I think that there's a big piece of courage in there too, because the relatability part is I think that we all feel this way. I think that we're all dealing with some type of conversation about there's more to life. Some are stepping into it and some are not. What's your experience with the some are, some aren't? What do you have to say about that? So when I was first starting off, I thought that I'm like, everyone has to want to be an entrepreneur. <laughs> I just thought like, I can't imagine why people would not want to be one, right? Yeah. And so um, I've, I've noticed in leading and having, you know, lots of people that work under me and I'm having to coach them that at our basic level, you're right, everyone wants freedom. And that looks different for every person. For me, it was being an entrepreneur, having my own business. For someone else, I've, I've realized that they love being employees, but yes. they want to feel like they have the freedom. Yes. To, you know, that like we trust them. Like, I trust you. You're going to do your job. I don't need to micromanage you. And so at some level, everyone wants some type of freedom. Mm-hmm. And when I was able to give them that freedom, I really saw that they were able to thrive. And feel like, okay, so now I can step into this role and now I can um, do whatever it is I'm doing at a better capacity. Um, I use more of my common sense. I take ownership. I have charge. So um, I think what I've seen in people who don't really step into it is because they haven't been given the right opportunity. They haven't been in the right environment. That's the biggest thing that I've noticed. Yeah. I love that. And I love that you clarified the different types of freedom that there are because I am with you on the entrepreneur, like who wouldn't let's go. Who's with me. And I would get so frustrated and taste that like, I sometimes people will be like, no, I like my life this way. Whether they maybe complain about it or they're, they have certain areas that aren't, you know, full throttle or do whatever. That being said, freedom for someone like you and I, it's freedom of our schedule. Uh, for me, map freedom, being able to travel wherever, whenever, however, like that's really important to me. But some people prefer financial freedom or again, time freedom or whatever that looks like. And so I just love that because freedom really does show up in so many different aspects. And then that everybody has those different roles to fill just naturally where some people thrive better in different areas. And you were talking in your introduction about trying to figure out what is life. I would love to hear your answer about what is life? Like, what is this all about? (laughs) Oh, okay. Well, I think that I'm still trying to figure out what is the point of life. But the biggest thing that when I realized this, it really changed the way I act and it gave me more purpose is I realized that we're really here for each other. Mm. We all have this, like our souls want to feel connected. Mm -hmm. And when I realized that, it gave me a lot of like 
more peace of mind because I was searching, why am I here? Why are people on this earth? Why are we even here? Mm -hmm. And so that really um, made me realize that, okay, so we, everyone has their own path and we all go through things that sometimes we have no idea. Why are we going through this? Why did this have to happen to me? Right. But we, we're never given something that we can't get through. So when we get to that other side, that's when we have, now we have all this knowledge and we can help guide other people to the other side too. And so that, when I really understood that, that really gave me like so much more clarity and more like peace of mind. I was like, oh, I get it. So now the fact that I'm searching for this meaning of life, I'm going to get to the other end, this whole career decisions and everything. I'm going to figure it out. Then I'm going to help other people. Figure mm. it out. Yeah. So that was the biggest thing. That being the biggest thing, there's this dichotomy, right? Like there is us following our heart and then us following the way. Cause like you said, you went through it. So now you get to turn around and call people through it. And ultimately, no matter how hard we try, there's no way through it, but through it. Yeah. (laughs) We try going over, under, around and sitting right there and pouting about it, but really through it. Like what's your experience been? You've been on this journey for 15 years. You've really been going through it. What have you had to go through? What spaces have you moved yourself through? first, you know, trying to figure out what I'm going to major in, right? So the biggest thing that I heard um, when I was trying to um, get all these different degrees was jack of all trades, master of nothing. Mm -hmm. I hate that. If I had like a penny for every time someone told me that Mm -hmm. I could just retire. And that didn't sit right with me. So I like a lot of things. I was good at computer science, though I didn't love it, but I was good at it. Um, I was good at interior design. I was good at accounting. So there's a lot of things that I was just good at, but that doesn't mean that I'm not going to be successful. And so I heard that a lot, but I had to navigate through that. And I kind of had to just listen to my gut feeling that kept telling me, just keep going, just just do it your own way. And now I realize that we're in a really um, unique time now where it's not like where our parents grew up or our grandparents grew up. Now we have really unique challenges and you really unique problems brought on by technology brought on all, by all this innovation and so we need people who are jack of all trades that can use their unique abilities in multiple different areas and they can combine it to come up with unique solutions to the unique problems that we have now mm-hmm. so where being a master back then was something that was necessary in those times like you had to be really good at that one thing that you were doing. But now times are changing where we need all these different personalities, people who are good at a lot of things. So, but we do have examples of that in the past too, right? Like Steve Jobs is an example of someone who's the term multi-passionate, great at so many things. We even back Michelangelo going way back then, he was like that too, right? He wasn't only um, an artist. He also was into science. He, you know, so... Um, we have examples of those people in the past, even the most were masters of one thing, but as the years are going and even generations after us, we're going to really need those people who are like jacks of all trades. So that's one thing I've had to navigate through. And then the other thing I've had to navigate through is 
just like I have this vision that I wanted to always be on um, workations, right? So I want to be anywhere in the world, be on vacation, but also be able to work. And when I talked about that growing up, people always told me I'm crazy. Um, what is that? You need a job. No employer will let you do that. Mm. Um, online businesses didn't really exist. So that wasn't even a thing back then. But I had that vision. So I've learned that you're never given a vision you're not meant to follow. Mm. As outrageous it's like it seems there's no solution to it now. But I knew back then that there is a way. I just haven't found it yet. Yeah. And so that's when I kept that really close to my heart. And I just kept thinking about it and, and just thinking about it and looking for different ways. That's how I was able to come across being an online entrepreneur, right? So that's another thing. When you have a vision, when you have something like you have this desire, you're meant to fulfill it. You might not know how right now, but don't let go of it. Just that's the thing, right? Successful people. Um, they know it's possible way before they even see that it's like that it's possible way before they see the way. Mm. So that's that's another big thing. I love that, and I really want to speak to that for the listeners because it's something that I've pointed out to clients and teammates and all of it. But not everybody knows they have it going on as a mentality is a linear mentality, which is kind of a way of the old world. It's a very three D thought process, like one step, two step, three step, four step. But when you're raising your consciousness and you're moving above like time and space reality, because like, if we're being real about it, time doesn't exist. And so like the linear thought process says you must go to school, then you get your degree, then you apply, then you get the job, then you get the money. Then, And like, that is that. And it's very black and white. It's very whatever. And for you to say, like, I believe that you can go on vacations and work and enjoy yourself, like, it, it may have been crazy then, but we are breaking up that linear mindset and understanding that there's this dynamic factor that if you can visualize it, it's already true. It's pretty much if you understand your power, that it's literally just a matter of time before you connect the dots from your vision to your reality. And I think that that's so beautiful because if people see for themselves that they have a linear mindset and they're following it, that there's this always getting ready to get ready to get ready process that just stops us from tackling like the big scary stuff. And I think it's beautiful the way that you coach people to find their superpower. It's very much the same with the Hearts Unleashed mission is like, if you're dreaming that, say yes to that and then figure it out. Like I started this podcast before I was ready. I started writing the book without a publisher, right? Like you just have the vision. And for anybody who's practicing manifesting, like the linear mindset is going to get in your way because you think you must do this and you think that you have to cause something. It leaves no room for quote unquote coincidence, leaves no room for possibility or for things to come at you and support your process. If you're trying to manifest a life you love, you're going to have to give up that it's going to happen in one clear path and that all sorts of stuff is going to support you in that. And so when you're supporting people in finding their superpower and then applying it to their lives, what does that process look like? Yeah. So just like to touch upon what you said, it's beautiful. Sure. So I forget who said whether you think you're right or whether you think you're wrong. 
Yeah, so when you make up your mind that it's only this one path or there is no path, once you've really made up your mind, you leave no room for magic. Yeah. And like that's the magic happens in that. And the perfect example of that, because I usually like to give give like tangible examples because me and you, we're very, I can tell, we're very like woo out there, just manifest it. And I love that stuff, but most people don't. So then I give them really concrete examples. So when you get a new car or when you start thinking about buying this one type of car, what happens all of a sudden, you see it everywhere. Yes. The world didn't just buy that same car at the same time as you did, right? They were always there. So you just open your mind up to that possibility, right? Or when you learn a new word, all of a sudden you hear it everywhere. So that's like the perfect example of when you make up your mind, then you, that's it. That's all you're going to see. So, um, that um, that really helps people understand that. So when I'm working with people to find, to figure out what their superpower is, one of the biggest objections that I get is either I'm not good at anything, I'm really boring, I'm not good at anything, and that was me years ago, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not good at anything. Um, or I get the, um, I have so many, I don't even know where to start. Mm. So the first thing I say is if you don't know, either you don't know what you're good at or you don't know where to start, what is one thing that you do know? Because you know something, what's one thing that you do know? And usually I get, well, I love cooking or I love painting. So there is something that you know. So I say, start with what you know. You don't need to start with something you don't know. It will evolve and it will turn into something. You never know where it will take you. So I have this example that I use because I think it's like a beautiful example. I, I was working with a client who she was like, I, I love cooking. And so I said, okay, perfect. That's one thing that you know. Now, what can you do with that one thing? There's so many options. You can cook a meal for a neighbor. You can go to a local meetup with moms who share recipes. You can take a cooking class. So take, write down a list of things you can do with what you know. And then what's next, of course, to manifest anything, it's action. You can't just sit there and it's not, I think some people think manifesting is like, I'm going to sit here and it's going to fall in my lap. That's why a lot of people don't believe in it. Action is the biggest component in manifesting anything. So then you take action. So this, this client of mine, she actually took a cooking class and she ended up meeting someone there who was trying to put together a cookbook and she ended up collaborating with her with like putting together the recipes and it it was beautiful yeah so that's that's like a really beautiful example of someone actually going through the steps taking the action and then you never know where that's going to lead you Mm, I love that so so much because it's such a loud world that we are distracted or overwhelmed by all of the different options like you were saying and what I say constantly is who you're being is always more important than what you're doing. Like the action you were talking about follows the discovery of who you are. So if she's saying, I'm a cook or I like to cook, that brings me joy. Look at what just unfolded. And so I love one of my very first questions all the time is like, what do you want? Like, 
And we usually have to shuffle through those initial answers because everybody wants the more money and the, and the car or the job or like the relationship. But there's a beyond that type of answer about what people really want. And so I love the self-discovery piece of this whole conversation. Because ultimately, people all the time are like, I'm not that creative. Like you were kind of sharing, like, I'm not good at anything. Like, that's just not true. We got to like move that to the side. And then really, you are creative. You are a creator. What do you actually love and what do you actually want? There is just so much self-discovery in that. And it's really, I love that quote. I don't know if you've ever heard it. It's like that you're not going to create the person you become, you're just going to unleash her or you're just going to discover her and him. It's like, you're already there. We just have to get you out of there. (laughs) So it, yeah, it's, it's, it's a self discovery, right? You already have everything within you. And when people used to tell me that I was like, I don't get it. Yeah. If I had it, I would already be doing it. But it really makes sense when to actually start taking the action, you realize that you did already have everything within you. And now that I look back into things that I did when I was a child or things that I actually thought about, I just always belittled it and said, that's not good enough. There's no way that that is what I have to do. So we already have it in us. Yes, you need to use it you need to work on it you need to it's not just gonna be come out and be 100 percent. but you already have all of that within you so you're working on it it's a muscle you're training it you're discovering it and you're bringing it out to the surface so i think it was liz gilbert that said um the universe buries jewels deep within us and then sends us on this beautiful journey to discover it i think that was the quote i don't know but it's like it's beautiful it's exactly what it means yeah well, and in like in terms of uh, the fact that we're all souls and we're all energy, like we came here after lifetimes of already learning a bunch of stuff, but our little infant bodies, we come here and we forget who our souls are. And then we just spend our whole lives discovering that. So we are that jewel. We are that gem. And it's like, you literally just get to uncover it, discover it, polish it, care for it, put it on display, like all those things. But in your process of doing that, what sort of things what sort of old ways of being have you had to give up in order to keep your growth? The biggest thing, right? The first thing is I had to stop saying I'm not good at anything. Mm. As soon as I stopped saying that, I realized all the opportunities that opened up because I had already made up my mind that I'm not good at it. And even though I was searching I kept saying I'm not good at anything. So nothing was happening because my mind was already closed off to that. So as soon as I stopped saying that, I started taking more action. I started seeing more things. I started um, having other opportunities come my way. So that's one. The second thing is really I had to stop worrying about what other people are going to think. So I was just like, I can't go on video. Um, I can't do that. I can't post a picture of me. I'm so awkward. What is my family going to think? What are people I know? What are just, what are people going to say? And that really made me uncomfortable, but I had to just do it anyway, because everyone is so busy trying to figure their own life out that yes, they might talk about it one time, they're going to forget about it. Right. I think, um, 
I forget who it was, but she was um, a hospice nurse, I think. And then one of the lessons that she says that the dying, like, um, tell her is that we realized that no one was really thinking about us. <laughs> yes. I love that lesson. <laughs> I, I'm like, oh my God, I'm just going to learn it now. So I um, decided that, all right, I'm going to take those lessons and I'm going to learn it now. I'm not going to wait till it's the end of my life. Yeah. And um, right along with that, I think the first the number one thing that people say is that they regret not having the courage to live the life they wanted to live and that they were actually worried about what other people are going to think. So I just took all those lessons and I'm like, you know, I'm just going to take everyone's word for it. I'm going to take the word of the people who are dying and I'm just going to use those lessons now. So those things have made like a huge difference in my journey. That's awesome. It's so great. And so you mentioned three really important points that I'd love to highlight for the listeners is you gave up your not good enough story that I can't do anything. I don't know anything. And I wanted to highlight it because we all again have a flavor of it. And we don't know that we're like on the deepest level, it's a belief system that we're not good enough. It keeps us getting into relationships we don't really want or need. It keeps us getting these new jobs that aren't in alignment with like our highest and best. It prevents us like, it just really prevents us from going after it or whatever. So stopping the not good enough conversation is such a powerful point for anybody listening to really take into their life because I was one of them. I have this like athlete mentality. I would be so critical. That's my not good enough conversation. So self-critical that I could achieve really great things and still talk to myself about how not good I did. And it was crazy because it just didn't serve like a true growth. Like, yeah, I looked achieved, but ultimately my energy was really yucky because it was like, like angry. <laughs> and then you, you also mentioned others' opinions. I think it's great is you learn that lesson about people are not thinking about you as much as you think they're thinking about you or that process. And so if we could give that up now, others opinions really um, leans into the people pleasing too, or being a yes person, people pleasing, saying I have to do it this way. Or another one is like, what will they think of me? So that's another form of people pleasing because we're, we're really not doing what we know or we desire because we're super concerned about what others will have to say about it. So I, I love that you presented that option. And then the courage factor. So, so important. So if you give up not being good enough, you give up others' opinions and you just roll with the courage to try it out, take it out, go see how it works. Like you figure it out. <laughs> so yeah. And what has this all, what has these three steps really made available in your life? So that just immediately when I gave up that story that I don't have anything or I'm not good at anything, immediately that allowed me to see all the opportunities around me in which I can help someone someone that I know, a friend, a brother, a neighbor. So that just immediately, I was like, oh, wait, I can help my friend because she's struggling with figuring out um, what job she's going to get next. So I can help her out. I can navigate that for her because I've 
kind of navigate that for myself. So that was the first thing. And then when I started um, not caring about what other people are going to think of me, I started posting more pictures of me and talking more like vulnerably about my stories, just telling people that, hey, I don't know what I'm doing in life and I haven't known for a long time because everyone thought I knew everything because I'm a high achiever and I'm really goal oriented. So whether I liked what I was doing or not, I was performing very well and I was doing everything. I had a packed schedule. I was managing everything. So everyone's like, okay, Z has this figured out, but I wasn't relatable because most people feel like a deep level. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't have this figured out. So Everyone was kind of like, okay, Z kind of knows what she's doing and that's cool, but they couldn't relate. So as soon as I just put down those walls, I didn't care about what other people are going to think. I actually realized that a lot of people are like me and they could relate to me. And so that helped me build the community that helped me start to build my business because um, they could relate. And so they're like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to start following Z. I'm going to take her advice. And then that, you know, also ties into courage. When I just have the courage to say no, like I said no to an employer who um, really wanted me to do a different type of job that I didn't want to do. And so, yes, while I thought, okay, this is not my permanent job. I'm going to eventually have my own business, but I should enjoy the journey while I'm at it. I shouldn't just be hating my job. So I said no. And I asked for more money and I asked for um, better conditions because I decided that I'm going to follow my dreams, but I'm going to have the courage to love what I'm doing while I'm in the process. I'm going to enjoy it. So everything just, it doesn't just um, apply to one area, though you're trying to find out what brings you joy and find out what you're passionate about. And you're only working in that area, but it leaks into everything in your life because you're a whole person. You can't just have this isolated thing. I can't say I'm only honest at home, but I'm not honest at work, right? It's not, we don't live in a vacuum. (laughs) Everything's connected. So when, when I started acting a certain way in one area, a lot of other areas in my life started to improve too. Yes. Z, you're laying it out so well. I want to bring it back again to the transformation that is like, you're just get, you're just showing our listeners the step-by-step of what's available. And literally that is what the Hearts Unleashed podcast is about is showing that transformation is available and what's possible because from Okay, you gave up not good enough. You gave up others' opinions. You grabbed onto your courage. And then the next steps, like you've seen it, you've seen people transform, is then all of a sudden there's clarity. There's these new opportunities that just seem to be about. And there's this natural mindset shift that goes from the, like, I call it clouded because, like, when you're in not good enough and then it's this super distraction. But then when you become present to the opportunities, there's this natural mindset shift about what you were talking about. Okay, I have my sense of self. Now let me begin to share myself authentically and people grab onto that. I love that you shared it because I want the listeners to hear it so badly because we all are going through this, whether we're talking about it or not. And so when you begin to share yourself, there's two things that happen, right? People grab on or they don't grab on and that's okay too. 
because it really then aligns more people that you're aligned with. You naturally, people start to surround you and support you and all that. Then the best part of it is now you step into your power about you and your life. You start asking for the raise. You start taking the risk. You start the business or write the book or get the relationship or like you're really, you are radiating. And that's what transformation is. And I think people, you know, I love bringing the idea of transformation to the mainstream world where it maybe not be so popular yet because we're at the front of a wave. It's catching on if you haven't noticed in the last like two years, but it's still the front of the wave where people are getting that doing powerful self work and inner work and prioritizing themselves isn't selfish. It doesn't have a negative connotation, really discovering who you are and what you're meant for and what is life really supports all of us thriving. And you mentioned it earlier too, is about how connected we all truly are and want to be. We cannot give our best to the people around us when we're not at our best. And that was like, you brought that up. That's perfect because that was a huge lesson I had to learn because also culturally, right? Um, especially as women, we're taught that we just have to always give, give, give. And when we say no to someone to do something for ourselves, that's selfish. You don't do that. That's not very ladylike and mm-hmm. that's not good girl. Like good girls don't do that. And um, so that that's something that I really had to let go of because I realized I'm not giving all that I can, though I'm trying to to because my culture or society tells me I have to, it's kind of fakish and it's not the best that I can do. So when I was just able to, and it's not easy because you have people around you telling you, why are you doing that? They're judging you, Mm -hmm. right? You just have to just stick to your guns, stay true to who you are, follow that feeling that, no, when I'm at my best, I can give my best. And those are the societies, you know, um, going a little bit off the woo end here. <laughs> in highly evolved societies, everyone understands that the good of the individual is the good of the society. So they would never ask any individual to do something that's not true to who they are and that's not to their highest good because they know that affects the society. Yeah. I really want to speak to that because in this day and age, it's shifting here, specifically in America, is that that's becoming more normal. Like following your dreams, um, serving the common good, filling your cup first. And so as this shift happens, it's a beautiful time to learn this stuff because you're going to find more people who support that belief system, or you could at least tap into communities that support like the common good and the human spirit as a whole, because the other side of it sticking around with like, what are you doing? That's weird. Or like, don't take that chance. Or like, that's too risky or no one, I don't get what you're doing. All of that conversation you can step away from that and find support for your belief system or the subconscious reprogramming that you're setting yourself up for. Like it's essential and it doesn't have to be as difficult as it's been before. Not to say you're not trailblazing any, there's not so much trailblazing anymore, but like that, that trail has been made and it's becoming more and more the beaten path, which is great. 
Yeah, I say that a lot to my clients. Like, you're unique, but you're not that unique. (laughs) (laughs) There's already people who have done it or feel the same way as you. There's like, what, over 7 billion people in the world? And yes, we're all unique, but again, we're not that unique. So, and community is really, really important. I mean, still to this day, um, in real life, like my friends that I grew up with and my family, they, they don't know what I'm doing. And I still don't have like people that I've known my whole life that understand what I'm doing. All the people that I've met online and I've built that community, those are the people that really really get it. So in the beginning, it was very hard. Everyone was asking me what I'm doing. And I couldn't even explain them. Like, I don't know. It just feels right. I'm just doing it. And my mom still has no idea what I'm doing. She supports it and she loves it. But she's like, I have no idea what you're doing. (laughs) (laughs) Community is really important because especially on those days when you feel like you're crazy because no one in real life um, around you gets it. I have that, my online community and I've been fortunate enough that I've actually met a few people who are kind of local-ish to me so I can get to them within an hour. I can actually meet with them. But in the beginning, it was just online people. I'm like, that's why I'm like, they're like, I don't know real people. I just know online people that yeah. <laughs> understand me. So community is really, really big and they're out there. You just need to find them. Yeah, for sure. And as we begin to wrap up, I want to make sure to ask, how can people join you in your community and follow you and find you? So I'm at Zena Jarian everywhere across all platforms. Mostly I'm on Instagram and Facebook and my website is zenajarian.com. Beautiful, beautiful. And so is there anything you're really excited to share with our listeners? You'd love to invite them into anything or anything like that? I do have a um, training, an audio training that I do, helping people try to figure out which dream to follow. So for my multi-passionate women who are like, I have so many ideas and so many dreams, but which one should I follow? It's really quick. It's like a little over 15 minutes. It goes through um, the worksheet, tells you how to figure that out. So if um, anyone wants that, I have it at zinajarian.com forward slash subscribe. Um, and that will really walk you through it. I think that's the thing that I'm most excited about. It's my newest training that I just created and I've been getting really, really good um, reviews from people that they've really been seeing changes. So um, I would love it if you can join me there. That is perfect. And listeners, that will be in the show notes. So you can head over to heartsunleashed.com, follow the link, and then go get that audio training. That's amazing. And, you know, I really just want to acknowledge you for the work that you're doing and for really the, the, to me, what's been common through this whole conversation is the courage. And when the world isn't, especially your physical immediate world around you isn't exactly encouraging you to take those risks and chances and step forward into kind of what's not so certain. Um, It does take courage and it seems like you've really built that muscle in a way that you can support others to do that. So I just acknowledge the work that you're doing in the world. Oh, thank you. Thank you for allowing me to come into your inner circle for sharing your audience with me, for allowing me to share my heart with you and um, all your followers. I really appreciate it. And one like final thing I want to say to everyone that there was no indication in my life that I'm going to be here. Um, I 
didn't come from a rich family. Nothing crazy happened to me. I was always looking at other people. Oh, that person has a really cool story. They have this really huge life experience. Um, I wasn't lucky. I don't, I don't have anything extraordinary. So if I can do it, you can do it. You're already, you already have everything. You don't need anything else. So if you're feeling like you don't have anything great because you're not rich enough, you're not lucky enough, you're not pretty enough, you're not smart enough. You don't need any of that. You're already perfect just as you are. And again, if I can do it, you can definitely do it. I love it. I love it so much because with the Hearts Unleashed podcast, we're all uniquely placed to serve some purpose. And no matter how same or different our stories are, we've got a gift to provide. So thank you for bringing that message. Thank you for bringing your heart. It's been a pleasure. And listeners, it has been a pleasure to share our hearts with you. Thank you for tuning in to the Hearts Unleashed podcast, where we are turning dreamers into doers. Thanks for tuning in to the Hearts Unleashed podcast. We hope you found all the inspiration that you needed today and that you use it to take the next inspired action on your dreams. If you loved the show, share it with a friend. We love spreading the love. For more information, to listen to more episodes, or to shop Hearts Unleashed, head over to heartsunleashed.com. See you next time, hearts.